as a business owner, no matter what you're doing or what you're selling, the reason that I'm so passionate about getting on a stage is because people are able to experience you. And when they experience you, there is a trust that is built and it's greater and they're more likely to engage with you and therefore your conversion rates are higher. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is Jolene Moody. Go to jolenespeaks.com to find out more. Jolene teaches people how to get booked as a speaker and sell from stage, which I think is something that is very important for online entrepreneurs, is to be seen as an authority figure who gets invited to speak in the real world um, and you know adds credibility and authority and builds their profile up, which allows them to sell more online. Um, in this interview, Jolene shares three ways to get booked as a speaker, um, a really simple way of putting on your own speaking events, uh, the box of confidence method to get booked at a specific event that you really want to speak at, the 50-50 rule for selling from stage or from a live online event, how to follow up and sell to the prospects that you acquire from your speaking events, and much, much more. If you want to grow your business and your reputation through speaking events, both online and offline, then this episode is for you. Jolene, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you, Joseph. I appreciate it. Jolene, how did you become a coach who helps other speakers to sell from the stage? Well, to be quite honest with you, it wasn't something I woke up one day and decided I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually used to be a television reporter and I didn't love what I was doing. Okay. And I knew that I wanted to help people in some aspect and be a teacher of sorts. So to make a very long story short, I was on a journey and I knew I wanted to be a speaker. So I really started to pursue other speakers in my neck of the woods. I'm in the U.S. in New York State. And talked to them and got some conversations going to learn what I needed to do to get on stages. And then actually met someone who was a coach and asked for their help. I engaged with them to help me find speaking engagements. And they basically said, look, you've got this coaching certification. You're speaking. Why not take it a step further and actually coach these people on how to build their businesses? Because essentially, you're teaching them how to overcome fear we can show you how to do that. And I said, absolutely. So that's pretty much where it began. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, a lot of the audience listening to this podcast, Jolene, are entrepreneurs um, and, and marketing is a big interest for them and, and sales as well. Arguably, there's no greater place to sell than from the stage. I mean, authority doesn't get much bigger than that. So it's a really nice place to be able to get in front of people and uh, and give a pitch. So to do that, we need to be on stage in the first place. And, th- and the way I see it, there's two main ways that you can get in front of an audience and, and, and be on stage. You either get booked as a speaker and someone invites you to speak at their event and you get on their stage or you can put on your own events. Let's cover both of these. First of all, can you give us some tips on how we can get booked as a speaker? Yeah, and I wanna say first and foremost that as a business owner, no matter what you're doing or what you're selling, the reason that I'm so passionate about getting on a stage 
is because people are able to experience you. And when they experience you, there is a trust that is built and it's greater and they're more likely to engage with you and therefore your conversion rates are higher. So to start with how to find gigs, honestly, for someone sitting out there who has no idea where to begin, start with Google. Start with Google or whatever search engine you use and who are you, um, who is your demographic, who is your target audience? For me, it's entrepreneurs. It's mostly women entrepreneurs. So it's simple for me to type into Google, um, Women's Leadership Conference, California, mm-hmm. Women's Leadership Conference, London, and all of these different things will come up. That's step one. Now I can go to these websites, really sniff around, and there is almost always, without fail, an option for speakers to submit a proposal. And it's an application. And pretty much every application is standard. It's the same. They want to know who you are, what your talk is, who your target is. So that's how you can start by finding them. Or you could actually utilize Twitter and go um, go into Twitter and search the hashtags for women's conference or men's leadership or marketing leadership, whatever it is that you do. And you'll start seeing conversations and chats from people that are actually engaged at one of these conferences Again, trace backwards, find the website, find the application, and submit from there. So that's a great point right there for folks that are looking to find gigs. For creating gigs, I always say don't rely on bureaus. Now, bureaus will also help you find speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. They're great to really give you clout, but don't rely on them to pay the bill. That's why you need to find some yourself. Mm -hmm. Over on the other side, creating your own gigs these don't have to be flashy, flashy stages, Joey. These don't have to be bright lights and fireworks. You can have a speaking engagement in the back of a cozy cafe in a small room with 10 to 15 people and walk away generating twenty to $30,000 in sales. I've done it. Mm-hmm. So in this way, you have to be able to take charge of where the space is, make sure it's accessible to people, and get ready to market in all sorts of ways to fill that room. Brilliant. Okay. Um, you mentioned there about going uh, online and, and filling out application forms to be a speaker. Is that free or should we expect to, to pay for the privilege of speaking at these events? How does it work? Yeah, no, there's, I've, I've never come across a fee, but I'm glad you mentioned that because nine times out of 10, when you are applying to speak at said conference, mm-hmm. you're not going to be paid for that at all. Um, but what you want to do is you want to learn, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this piece of the conversation, learn how to sell from the stage even when they tell you that you can't. But no, there is no application fee. Another great way, Joey, is to do and send out what I call um, a box of confidence, mm-hmm. or it's also known as a shock and awe package. So to bypass the application process, if there's a conference you know that you would be just brilliant at, Mm-hmm. What you do is you put together a little box of you and it should have a theme. So, for example, my box of confidence that I send out is based on um, not gambling with your next speaker. So I have my DVD of three minutes of different pieces of me and on different stages. Mm-hmm. And the front of that DVD is a roulette wheel. I have a deck of cards. Well, it's only four cards, actually, that are riveted together. And on the back of each card is a different image of me at a speaking engagement, you know, looking big and having fun. So basically, when they open that box and in that box are also little candies. And I put a letter in there that says, sit back, relax, enjoy your candies while you're watching this DVD. I also put my book in there. If you don't want to watch the DVD, look at the book. But I'm basically putting myself in front of them and bypassing that process 
to show them my confidence and that I'm their next great speaker. Brilliant idea. I'd never have thought to do that myself. Uh, Thank you very much for that. That's great. Okay, let's assume now that we do have a stage to speak from. We've been invited or we've successfully applied uh, and they said yes to us speaking or perhaps we've marketed and put on our own event. Uh, Whatever it might be, we're now going to be giving a presentation to an audience. How can we make a great presentation that has a chance to help us convert the room? Yeah, first and foremost, one of the elements you need to have is pure authenticity If you're going out there and you're hitting a stage strictly to sell and make money, this isn't going to work for you. Your mission should be service-driven. So your message should be service-driven. So if you're up on that stage in your purest form and in your element delivering your message, you're gold. And I mean that. And I can say safely when I began, you know, I felt that my talks had to be very structured that everyone had to walk away with strategy, strategy, strategy. If you are able to share genuine stories about you that can shed light on what other people are struggling with, people will most definitely connect with you. And it's interesting because I'll have a speaking engagement, whether I've been invited or applied or created my own, and it's easier for me to convert people because they have experienced me on such a raw level. They'll come up to me and say, point blank, I need you. I know exactly what you mean when you talk about this, and I need your help. And it's so much easier to make that person your client because you know that you can serve them and they understand that you'd be a good fit. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So when you say not to overdo it with strategies and tactics, would you spend more time um, telling the story? Or what's, what's the ratio that we should be using when it comes to strategies and tactics versus story? You know... To be frank, I I would call it 50-50, and here's why. People will hear your context, but they will feel your emotion, and they will connect with you on an emotional level. So I say this, if you were to choose two stages, and on one stage you've got someone that has a master's degree and has been through all sorts of training and has been selling for 20 years, and he's up on that stage and he's just delivering context, 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 and his life and his personality and his authenticity doesn't show up, that's what you get over there. And then on this other stage, you've got a young man who is just on fire, full of passion, driven by purpose. Maybe he has a bachelor's degree. Maybe he has five years of sales training. When you fill both those rooms, the person with the most authenticity and passion is going to win every single time because that's what people are looking for. People look to be led and they look to be led with things that are relatable. You know, I am very, very raw and transparent on stage with my stories. I talk about my mistakes. I talk about people I've hurt and I didn't mean to because these are all things that these entrepreneurs are going to experience. Mm -hmm. And I would be BSing them, if you will, if I just filled it with a lot of fluff and oh, look how brilliant I am and hey, look at all these great strategies I teach you. But I also deliver the other 50%. I give them genuine takeaways, Joey. I want them to leave with things that they can actually use and implement. My mission and anybody who's hearing this right now Your mission when you're a speaker should be when you walk off that stage, people are thinking about you for weeks afterwards. Jolene, would you say in terms of our presentations, is it the same online as it is offline? If we're doing, you know, say a Google Hangout or a webinar and we're giving a presentation online, we should still use that same 50-50 split between story and actionable content? 
My personal take on it is yes, mm-hmm. I do. Because, I mean, no matter where you are, people are hearing you. And again, I really, really, truly believe, and it's been my experience, when you deliver with authenticity, people are hungry to hear more of your story because if there's something that they can relate with within them. There are other coaches and other entrepreneurs that believe in delivering straight. And if that's your target, a very stiff collar, very, you know, um, strictly business, then go for it. But if you're looking to create genuine connections and you are so on purpose with what you're doing and you recognize it's not just about the money, go 50-50 and share with the world who you really are. Okay, so um, as we've been talking about, we want to sell something from the stage. Let's assume that we've given a great presentation and, and the people that we're speaking to have connected with us. How do we now prepare ourselves and get comfortable closing from the stage? Because this bit is, is perhaps where the nerves might, you know, kick in. You know, you've been giving, 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 giving great content. Um, and now you're, you're asking for something. And this is perhaps where it could be a little bit more uncomfortable for, for us as a speaker. So how do we get over this? The first thing I would say to you is, is, um, don't look at it like you're giving and then asking. You're mm-hmm. still giving. Sure. You're providing a service. And we all know that when we need something, we have to purchase it. But here's how I would preface it. So if anybody's able to take notes, do this, because this is really great. When you step on the stage, if you've got 50 minutes or an hour, for example, let them know I've got 50 minutes to give you the best of me. And I know that's not a long time, but I promise before I'm done, I'm going to show you how to get more. Mm -hmm. So that will give you and the audience a comfort level of there's going to be something else. The word sale doesn't have to come into play. Mm-hmm. Go through your presentations, and then when you get towards the end, you leave yourself about five minutes. And what, what speakers should do is practice the sell-slash-education. I want you to sell by offering something and educate at the same time, and here's what I mean. You get to the end, and you say, all right, I told you that I, I've given you everything I have, and I'm so grateful for your time today. And I wanted to show you how to get more of me. With your permission, may I tell you about my Convert the Room study course, which shows you how to find and create speaking gigs and actually make money from the stage. Are you folks looking for more of that information? And inevitably, you're going to hear yes because you've been giving them pieces all along. Mm -hmm. So then I would say, oh, that's great. Well, here's what the course is. And then I'll turn back to if I have a PowerPoint or a slide behind me. And I'll say module three is what you're going to need the most. And here's why module three teaches you how to get comfortable with the clothes. And then I turn back and I educate and I say, who here struggles with that? People will raise their hand Mm -hmm. and then I'll educate further and say, does anyone know what it really means when someone says, oh, I can't afford it or, oh, I need to think about it. Now, Joey, they're on the edge of their seat because this is what they hear and this is what they want to know. Mm-hmm. So come with information that you know they need so you can use this exact method. And then I deliver the the, um, the education. I deliver the answer. And I say it means that you haven't created enough urgency for them to buy from you right now. And then there's this huge aha moment. Then you turn back to your slide and say, that's why this module is going to talk all of this in a neat little ball for you. Then what I do to further this is I sell that particular product I'm talking about for four ninety seven. But when I'm in rooms, I have permission to sell because not all places will let you. Mm-hmm. When I have permission to sell, I say, this product is $497. And now they're going, wow, gosh, it might be too steep for me. Mm-hmm. And I tell them the benefits. You can do this at home. You can do this on your own timeline. You can reach out to me for questions. I'm part of the package. 
But because you have all showed up in this room today, I've struck a deal with the organizer and I want to give this to you for a special price. If you purchase it from me at this event, at this moment, it's yours for $197. And people will whip out their credit cards and their checks because you're giving them added value. Mm-hmm. And this is great, too, because it funnels them into your email list. They've purchased something from you. They love you. They want to learn more. And they become followers. And eventually, if you're a coach or a consultant or a marketing expert, they can become a client. Yeah. Jolene, would you say that we should get formal, professional speaker training if we want to do this quite often, if we're speaking regularly? Would you say that that is worth investing in and is important to invest in? Or is it okay if we just go out there absolutely natural and raw, what's and all kind of thing? I mean, does that still work or should we really be investing in pro speaker training? Let me ask you, Joey, what would you do? Um, well, I'll tell you what I already do. I'm, you know, I'm a speaker already, but I'm, I'm maybe not the best speaker in the world. I'm, I'm you know, maybe not the most talented or, or natural speaker. I've done a little bit of, you know, formal speaker training, Toastmasters and things like that. I don't, don't, don't know if you have, uh, Toastmasters over in the States, Jolene. We do, yes. Yeah. yeah so I've done uh, a little bit of that. Uh, but let's put it this way. I'm, I'm, I could perhaps be better, you know, a bit more polished. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm basically just me on stage. Um, I, I don't know whether that's an advantage or a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I asked that, and that was the coach coming out in me, mm-hmm. is depending on your element and what you need, you go and you get it. So for me, being a former television reporter, and plus I, I do local theater, I have no problem getting on the stage. Mm-hmm. But there are still pieces of me that need training to learn how to slow down when I speak so that I can articulate better. So different things. So if you're thinking to yourself, well, I need some sort of training. The reason I ask the question is, if you feel in your heart of hearts that you can do this, understand that the actions you take, they don't have to always be perfect actions. Mm-hmm. Imperfect actions are great. And I'm willing to bet you're better than you give yourself credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, but there certainly is no harm. And Toastmasters has helped thousands and thousands of people. I recommend if that's not a route you want to take, YouTube. Watch your favorite speakers, watch Les Brown, uh, depending on your genre or where you're going, watch David Nagel, watch Eckhart Tolle, watch how they command and own the stage, watch how they sell, pay attention to those things, show up even on teleseminars, you asked about online and offline, it's the same concept and they sell the same way, that Mm -hmm. for me is the tool that I use so I can learn how to better sell from the stage. How about um, pricing? Can we sell really high ticket items from the stage? Um, or is there, you know, some sort of price ceiling that we should stay below, you know, within a certain sort of price range? You know, the, the sky's the limit and, and it really depends on the event and the room. So smaller networking lunch and learns, for example, where you have 40 or 50 people, they're not going to whip out and sell a $20,000 ticket because you've only entertained them with your knowledge for 50 minutes and it's not enough. Typically in my industry, coaches will put on a two day or three day live event. Mm -hmm. And on the second or third day, they will sell those high ticket items. So they'll sell a $20,000 coaching package. I'm talking um, American money here or a $10,000 coaching package in the smaller venues. You want to treat that as part of your sales funnel. And so I mentioned earlier about a course that I sell for $497 that in smaller rooms I offer for $197. And then it gives me permission essentially because I have a conversation with them to call them a few weeks in to ask them how they're doing about the course 
and how I can guide them. And I have a specific skill set that I teach the, the people I work with of how to handle a consultation so it's not pushy and icky and salesy. So really, it depends on the room. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And, and it leads quite nicely onto my next question, which was about the follow-up process. Um, you mentioned there that you call people. Could you map out um, how this goes? Because I'm, you know, I'm thinking in my head that maybe you send emails after the event. Maybe you, Maybe there's a phone call of some kind. I mean, specifically, what is involved? Could you share that with us, please? Absolutely. So again, it's a little bit different, but let's let's talk about the scenario of um, for example, if you put on your own event and mm-hmm. people have attended, I always say a phone call first. I think a lot of us learn how to hide behind email. And don't get me wrong, I utilize it. Yeah. I had an event that I put up in um, Los Angeles, California, and I was completely out of my element. I wasn't home. After the event was over, I still was working to put it back together to clean up, went back to my hotel room. I was exhausted, and I had 60 people in the room and 250 people on live stream. And I wanted to reach out to every single one of them. And I had all of their emails because they all opted into my sales funnel. So the first thing I did when I got back to the hotel room was send an email to every single one of them, thanking them for their time and letting them know that those that were interested in speaking with me, that I would be in touch immediately. So I kept the personality piece right there Mm -hmm. because then I had to fly home. And then, Joey, I missed my flight. All right. I ended up home later than I was. So I was glad that I sent that email out Mm -hmm. because you want to reach out to them the sooner, the better. And then that's where you start following up by phone. And here's a great tip. If you've put an event on um, and, you know, these people have experienced you, a great way to walk into a conversation to follow up, to set up a consultation so you can close someone as a client is to simply call them and say, hey, thanks so much for coming to my event. I just wanted to call you to ask you what you thought of the event. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Oh, I love this part. Oh, I wish you would have talked about this more. And that's great because now you're learning where their struggle and where their pain is. And it's the very beginning of how you can connect what you do with what they need. That feedback that you get, would you change your, your future presentations potentially? Because now based on that feedback, you understand your audience and your market a little bit better. Would that now affect what you say the next time? Yes. And that's a great question. Absolutely. Listening is key. I've had people say, boy, I wish you would have talked about this element more. Mm. Or I kind of knew about this piece, but I wish you would have touched on this more. And so that's another reason why I'm reaching out. I need that information. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we'll put a talk together thinking that we're giving them what they need. I think one of the most brilliant things you can do is before you put a talk on, if you have a concept or idea. So, for example, for me, I teach people how to find speaking engagements, um, create them and monetize into a six-figure income. But not all of my procedures may fit what people want in that moment. So I'll put up on Facebook. I'll use Facebook to say, hey, everybody, I'm putting a retreat together where I want to teach people the truth about coaching and why it's holding them back. Which title resonates best with you? Mm -hmm. And I'll create three titles that maybe touch a little something on something else, and I get great feedback from that alone. Oh, I love number two. Oh, I love this title. Because that will draw the people I need, and that helps me gauge exactly what they need so I can deliver. Brilliant. Um, Just one final question, Geraldine. Just touching back on something that you said earlier, you mentioned that when we're marketing our own events, we need to be prepared uh, to basically market the heck out of it. Um, How would you do that? With, With the internet and with online tools, 
what can we do to market our events? This is perfect timing because I'm marketing an event that's going up in four weeks Mm -hmm. in the month of July. And July and August are real slow all across the globe because we're enjoying the summer months, you know, and we're pulling back a little bit on our businesses. At least that's true for where I am Mm -hmm. in New York State. So um, what I do is I use a Facebook ad. That's number one. So I create a sales funnel using a tool called Lead Pages. And I connect it to, to a Facebook ad and I'm able to target my region. I call people. So people that I may have prospected in the past that couldn't pay for the big ticket item or mm-hmm. even the group coaching, the smaller ticket item, I call them and I invite them and I have a conversation and it's the same skill set that I teach where I find where the struggle is and I give them so the solution as my retreat. And I do the same for current clients. And I do the same for people that maybe have bought into my study course. So the key, Joey, is picking up the phone. You know, you always Mm -hmm. have to remember that you are in coming from a place of service. And if you know there's somebody out there that could use your services, it is within your integrity to share that. So do a Facebook ad. If you can't do a Facebook ad, pick up the phone. The first workshop I ever, ever filled before I had any knowledge of all of these marketing tools I did it grassroots. I put flyers up everywhere. I created a Facebook event. I went to networking events and created a ticket and gave it to people for free. So a $25 value, gave it to them for free so they felt like they were really getting value. And I got 12 people in the room having never paid a dime on marketing, just posting things everywhere. Brilliant. Jolene, thank you so much for all the fantastic information that you've given us today. If we want to dive really deep with this selling from stage, uh, putting on our own events, getting booked as a speaker um, information, how can you help us further? Where can we find out more about this stuff? I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Joey. I would direct people to my website and from my website, and I'll give that address. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, I create videos on YouTube. They're two-minute rapid-fire coaching videos. They're fun, and you get nuggets from them every time. And the web address is jolenespeaks.com. And my mom got really excited when she spelled my name. She used three E's. So it's spelled J-O-L-E-E-N, like Nancy, E, speaks.com. Great. That's the end of today's show. Thank you, everyone who, who joined us today. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd really, really appreciate your support. And Jolene, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much. I had a great time. I appreciate it. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.